Hey, very good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And you're listening to another Minnesota of Coaster Kings Radio. Coaster Kings A, A through Z. Z. And the letter of the week is... D for Dragon at Ocean Park in, in Hong, Hong Kong, Kong Island, Hong Kong. So, The Dragon opened in 1984. It was part of the short-lived Aerodynamics Hus Manufacturing Partnership of the early 80s, which the Hus partnership for Aero was part of Aero's restructuring following their first bankruptcy. Hus was not really a thriving, flourishing partnership between the two companies, and it was relatively short-lived. It lasted about five years, if I'm not mistaken, but... Um, that did help with the company uh, surviving their first bankruptcy. Their second bankruptcy um, in the mid-80s, of course, was famously um, aided by Vacoma, who helped finish some of their 1985-1986 uh, projects for the mid-80s, um, which allowed Arrow to continue for about another 15 years until their third bankruptcy following the construction of X at Six Flags Magic Mountain, after which the company finally dissolved um, after cheating death twice. So, um, this Arrow-Hus Corporation partnership that didn't last very long was, uh, didn't very, last very long, but it's the same partnership, um, in motion during the time the Dragon was being built, so that included a whole package of attractions Several at Ocean rides, Park, yeah. um, including the Troika, the Hydro Flume, the Enterprise, and the, the personal favorite, the Condor. Yeah, the Condor came eventually, they had a pirate ship, which, those were quite trendy at the time, Intamin, of course, had invented those. Um, in the 80s with Six Flags, and by 1984, Huss had opened their own version um, at Ocean Park. Ocean Park opened in 1977 strictly as a zoo and oceanarium, but by the early 80s, they had probably decided that jumping on the ride bandwagon was going to be a good way for them to... Which, their timeline was very smart, because that's the reason they became one of the biggest attractions in the world yeah. at the time, um, is by jumping on the band, uh, on the ride bandwagon as an oceanarium early on, before other major oceanarium mm -hmm. changes started, started adding doing rides, that. Yeah. They were definitely uh, which ahead Which was of quite revolutionary, for yeah. sure. Because by uh, 1980, they still didn't have any rides. They had the expansion up in the upper mountain area with the famous uh, bubble tram sky ride that took you from the forward south side of the park to the north ocean facing north side of the park. Um, but then by 1984, the park had a pretty solid complement of different kinds of rides, including Dragon being their, their signature coaster component. Um, Dragon is just shy of 3,000 feet. It's just over 900 meters long. Um, the first drop, or I guess, I don't even know if the, the first drop isn't even that tall. The highest point off the ground, which I believe is the crest of the second, of the first lift hill, it's only 67 feet tall, or 20 meters. Um, the ride had a very interesting positioning. The station is kind of mid-level in the overall plot of the ride. You exit the station into the first lift, do a majority of the coaster, and then instead of uh, a brake run, you enter a second lift hill, which then brings you back up to station level, and then the final block and brake sequence. Um, the ride is actually quite lengthy because half of it, more than half of it, is lift hill. Um, so it does clock in at a relatively long two minutes. 
uh, despite only being 3,000-ish feet. So let's talk a little bit about the ride layout. So the station, as Alex mentioned, was on, was on the midway level, um, kind of halfway um, up to complete elevation of the ride. So you would start with a, a gentle, tiny drop out of the station into a turn, um, a, a left turn into a lift hill. When you got to the top of the lift hill, you would face the ocean head on. Uh, that was one of those you know, obvious moments where you could really enjoy the view. The lift hill itself, if you looked off to the right, you could really see um, the ocean as well. So um, that was you know, an important part of, of the way the lift hills were situated. And then you would make a, a left turn on top of the lift hill. You would coast forward in a straight section, slightly banked for a little bit, make another left turn, it became the drop. The drop was just like a slope. It really wasn't much of a drop. It was very gently set But it was, yeah. it was definitely meant to be like, okay, enjoy the view. It was very scenically yeah. set up. It was almost like half mine train, half looping coaster. And we jokingly refer to this in Loch Ness Monster as like the looping, looping mine, mine trains. trains. Because they really have moments where, you know, yeah. it's really not that high pace. Or Especially that those intense. two lift hills. Yeah. Um, and so on the drop, you would also face the ocean and then you would enter the first vertical loop. Um, after which you would and exit the vertical loop with an unobstructed view of the ocean. You would at this point suspend kind of over the ocean, there was no more land really to see underneath you, um, before you would hit the, um, the infamous dirt turn, very similar to Vipers. Yeah, yeah, that U-turn, that dirt turn, uh, exiting the first inversion. Um, this loop, U-turn, followed by two more inversions, I feel like was the prototype for like the Aero Mega Looper uh, inversion sequencing. Um, that first drop being so short, the first loop is actually the smaller of the standard arrow sized loops. Um, and that second turn that it makes, that turn after the vertical loop, that's it like so quite scenic. Elevation there, yeah, so you really drop down. down a little bit. You drop down quite a bit and gain tremendous speed. It's almost kind of like Viper. When you're riding Viper and you notice that like the dirt turn from below looks kind of like it's flat, but yeah. when you're on it, you can really notice yeah. that it picks up significant That's why it has to have trims. It. Yeah. yeah, it's trimmed on, on, Vi on Viper and on Ocean Park's Dragon, it's not trimmed. So you come out of the small vertical loop. It's a little less speed. Yeah, a little less. Side. Yeah, you're not coming in quite as hot. You take that, that beautiful U-turn scenic over the South China Sea and then barrel into the second larger vertical loop. And then in, instead of a third vertical loop, like on the Mega Loopers and Viper, for example, you go into a world first, uh, the Sidewinder element. So just a, the sort of uh, Immelman-esque shaped and what the funny Second thing is about this sidewinder is yeah. that it's followed by a helix, which then later this element sequence has come back on the SLC. So now it's almost like it's like the first iteration of the sidewinder leading into its like helix right after it, almost yeah. like a continuous element into a 270. And you know what other ride does this that we love so dearly and take every opportunity to mention is Hyperspace Mountain. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so after um, the sidewinder, that's sort of the the third of the finale inversion after the two more straightforward vertical loops. You go into the 270 degree uphill helix and then a small drop uh, down into uh, a, an additional helix, a 360 degree downward helix. And you gotta imagine these helices are very hugging snug. the terrain. Yeah. So they are like riding on the sides of the hill. Yeah, they're kind very, of banked, nice. they're sloped to, to, in, to in, mimic those the those are the moments that we, that we reference to when we reference to it being the world's, you know, the looping mind train. Yeah. Yeah, everything after the inversions is like textbook mind train material. After the, the 360 helix, you do a nice little jump. If you're in the front of the train, that you is get trim. a nice little, that is trimmed. There is some because, heartbreaks. Because it, yeah, you get a little air and then you do a pretty sharp U-turn that 
uh, is nested inside of the giant dirt turn. So if you, yeah, so you, you really get a chance to kind of look down and like see the whole hillside below you and seeing the ocean there and as well. Unlike some coasters that have like mid-course lift hills, this thing plows right into it. There's no brakes, there's no block area or anything. Um, this ride, with its two train operation, you really don't clear the block until the train on the track. I mean, you, it, it clears the first lift hill, but there's no, there isn't another block cleared until the second lift hill. So yeah, there's no, they, there's no break. Yeah, you pretty much. There. And the first lift hill, both lift hills are quite short, but the first one is actually shorter than the second one. So it's the ninja effect. You would really, yeah, for for the ride's standard operation, you would have to wait pretty much until the train on the course was had entered the second lift hill before you could dispatch your train. Um, and then by that point, once your train was dispatched, your second train would have snaked around. It just comes off the second lift. It's literally just a turn. It's, it's, a, it's, it's definitely like Adventure Express vibes, where you crest the second hill and the ride's over. Except unlike Adventure Express, you might not realize that the ride's over right away. With Dragon, it's pretty obvious. Like It's, it's pretty clear by the time you're on that second lift that the second lift kind of functions as a de facto brake run, signifying that your ride is now over. Because you crest that lift on a traditional like drop, U-turn, turn around, and then it just breaks, and then another turn around, and then your train bay. But again, the nice thing is about all the downtime, which is lift hills, slow coasting, brakes, uh, is that you get to so much view. scenery. Yeah, it's really. It's. I feel like the lift hills don't last long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The ride duration being so lift hill and panoramic turn focused, I think, is was yeah, all Yeah, the ride layout could have been a lot simpler, but I think the focus really was for these elements to be facing the ocean, for the trains, like, most spectacular moments to be facing the ocean. Mm -hmm. um, that the whole ride design was kind of based around that. So we have a really quirky, like, half infrastructurally business end coaster, just so that we have, just to face the ocean in, like, three or four important moments, and yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, when the ride first opened, it was solid white, just a very, I mean, the whole area of that park, all of the Huss rides were white. Um, and then there was the second color scheme, which you may be familiar with, because there's lots of pictures of it, uh, which is the uh, the blue color scheme. And then there was a third color scheme, which is, in my opinion, the best color scheme. The Power one that is dyed yeah. with. And that is the, um, the weird purple, orange, and green color scheme with like some yellowish here and there uh, mm -hmm. with the flames. the flames. I don't even know how exactly to describe it. Yeah. Definitely look it up. Yeah, we've um, got pictures. But yes, that's definitely uh, um, the color scheme that I don't even know why they gave it, but it's, it's really spectacular. It's really cool. When the ride opened, it had um, warm toned, multicolor, like every vehicle was different, and it had silver siding, like a silver reflective stripe on the side. Uh, over the years, the train retained its multicolored train, but the colors of the individual cars changed a few times. Um, and then they also, the nose of the car, the, the die, um, the di not diagram, the uh, decal on the nose of the car changed a few times. Um, it's always been a, a thrilling ride to, to ride and to look at, to photograph, to videotape. Um, it is, I consider it quite a shame that the ride um, has been retired. It, 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 it's such an icon. I think it's really an icon for the city. In fact, it was Hong Kong's only major roller coaster um, from the time it opened until um, 15 years later in 1999 when Ocean Park opened their second coaster, their custom Zamperla uh, Wild West Mine Train. Both of these rides, as of September, have been retired. They are either demolished or pending demolition um, as Ocean Park prepares to enact a new type of business model, park, 
um, system, you know, for their various attractions. Yeah, so the new system for the Ocean Park business model is really that it's going to become a free admission theme park where everyone can walk around, scope around, and then you would just pay per ride. There will be different vendors operating different attractions. Some of the attractions that currently are existing are being um, split up between vendors that are interested in investing into the project. Yeah. They just opened Waterworld after many, many years of delays, a big multi-level in and outside water park on the side of the hill near where the large flume is located. So they're moving towards something that's more of a scenic experience where like people get the chance to like pay additional for additional experiences. Uh, versus just doing the one price for all because it just doesn't seem to be profitable enough and the park is massive so it's really sprawling it makes sense that with um, competition nearby from Hong Kong Disneyland but mostly Chamlong Ocean Kingdom yep, and the across the bay to high in mainland China um, it makes sense that they got to move to the business model because people aren't going to come to Ocean Park from the mainland to do the whole Oceanarium theme park thing while there is a much grander much more spectacular version just across the bay on a clear day you should pretty practically be able to see one another so yeah. it's it's so close um, that the competition really kind of led to, to needing a different business model and um, Ocean Park does still have a major roller coaster left they have the B&M Florida Scoza Hair Razor which um, Came in the mid 10, 2010s. Yeah, it was like 2013. It's part of an expansion. And um, then their, the Mac, their Mac, their Mac custom uh, ice themed Flower Ensign style coaster came a couple years later. They have their their Thrill Valley like Luna Park style ride area, and then their Arctic area and their Rainforest area with their Rapids ride. Um, those three All areas. Area is very new, so it makes sense. Very those concise. aren't going anywhere. The most yeah. important, it's concise and all of the other attractions that are in the more sprawling areas of the park have been retired as they as they reevaluate um their their plan so so we got lucky uh, that we got to ride dragon in 2018 um late 2018 we really enjoyed it mm -hmm. and um, i hope you enjoyed this episode learning a little bit more about the dragon at ocean park and historically awesome looping mine train yeah <laughs> all right guys all right, see guys. you next week for another bye bye